episode of self-care monologues i'm your host christina and today we're going to be discussing self-destructive habits to let go of in 2022 a self-destructive habit is a habit that we are doing to ourselves to cause physical emotional or mental harm and everything that i discuss on today they're going to be things that i have either done or came close to doing so please know that this is coming from a place of love and not judgment the first thing that I have is hyper independence. The thought that we don't need anyone. We can do life by ourselves. We don't need to reach out for help because we got this. And I was so terrible at this that I would literally be in dire need of help, but I would not reach out. People would make me have to reach out for help. And what I learned is that this is directly linked to trauma sometimes. And that trauma can be either your needs were not met or people made you feel bad for having needs. And sometimes it can even be people throwing help that they gave you back into your face. I know we've all experienced that sometimes. So that can definitely trigger that hyper independence saying, you know what, when I need help, I want to do all I can to just do it myself. And when we link strength to this hyper independence, it doesn't really equal each other. When you ask for help, that doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're human. We are built for connection. We're built to help each other on this journey of life. So whenever you need help, just make sure that you build a solid circle first. People that you trust to meet your needs and people that are going to validate your needs as well. The second thing that I have is not speaking up. I was terrible at this because like I stated in my previous episode, I was a people pleaser. So when it came to speaking up and expressing my honest opinion, I just could not do it. I didn't want to step on people's toes or upset anyone because I'm stating my opinion. So I just chose to stay quiet. And what really helped me through that is my friend, Jemiah. She did not sit me down and teach me how to speak up. I just saw her do it. So what I started doing was slowly expressing my opinion. I started small at first, expressing my opinion about different things like, oh, I think we should do this. I think the color should be this, just small things at first. And then it just gradually grew to where I can voice my opinion about serious issues, serious things that make me uncomfortable or serious things that I feel like will benefit my life and help propel me forward. And this is very beneficial in your career, in your relationships, in any relationship that you have in your life, whether it be romantic or non-romantic, speaking your voice is going to help you have healthier relationships and even help with boundaries as well. The next thing that I have is not saying no. Saying yes to everything can be so self-destructive because we allow other people's problems to become ours. And we allow people to run over us sometimes. So we have to speak up and tell people no. And I know it can be hard, especially if you were a people pleaser or you are a people pleaser. I know I spoke about that several times and I'll continue to because I feel like a lot of my issues kind of stem from that people pleasing trait. So make sure that you learn how to tell people no. And like I stated, start small at first and then just gradually you know, start saying no to bigger things. The next thing is numbing your feelings with substances. This is a big one because I feel like addiction is such a huge problem now, whether it be 
alcohol addiction, drug addiction, anything that you're doing to kind of numb your feelings is self-destructive because a lot of times when we do these things, those feelings are still going to be there. When we come off that high or whenever we're done doing what we're doing, those feelings are still going to be there. So you don't want to get into this cycle of doing this thing and it numbs the feeling temporarily and then that feeling is still there. So we're trying to numb it more and more. And I feel like that will lead to addiction and ultimate self-destruction. So one thing that will help with this is finding an outlet that will actually help your feelings. Instead of numbing those feelings, it actually deals with them and unpacks those feelings. So you don't have to keep coming back to the same feeling. You dealt with it and now you can move forward. Next, we have negative self-talk. I was very bad at this because in times where I would mess up or start feeling down about myself, I would just talk about myself negatively. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not pretty. All of these things. And what that does is that it really alters your spirit. If you're not speaking life and speaking positivity into yourself, you can't really expect other people to. And what that does is that you're looking for outside validation from other people instead of having that validation within you. So please stop talking about yourself in a negative light. You are worthy. You have worth. I don't care what anybody else tells you. You are worthy. God made you worthy. Next is confusing sex with intimacy. Sex and intimacy are two different things. Of course, they can coexist. But when we think that we have an intimate connection with someone and what it really is, is just a physical connection because they don't feel intimate with us. That intimacy hasn't been built. We're, it's going to change our perception of what love, sex and intimacy really is. So I feel like the root of that is learning what love is and learning what lust is. And sometimes those things can be very confusing because we don't really see that if we remove the physical connection from a lot of situations, there would be absolutely nothing there. So learning to determine when somebody truly cares about us on that level of love and somebody just cares about our bodies and connecting with us sexually, that is really going to stop the issue of confusing sex with intimacy. Because some people do want your body and some people want your heart and your mind and learning these things about you that are intimate in that moment and connecting with you on a level that is deeper than physical. The next thing is not taking care of your space. And this could be either your bedroom or your whole house entirely. What I learned is that when I feel my best, my my space looks the best as well. So keeping your space clean, neat, and organized can help with a lot of that mental stress because what I learned is that chaos and peace cannot exist in your space. Maybe in the world, but definitely not in your space. So taking that initiative to even weekly just organize a few things or clean a few things will help you a lot in your mental health. And a lot of people do not get the correlation, but it really does work. The next thing that I have is neglecting your self-care. And on self-care monologues, we are all about self-care. Self-care can be physical or emotional. Physical self-care is making sure that you prioritize your health 
and your physical appearance and emotional self-care is taking care of your mental health. And that can be anything from setting boundaries to going to therapy. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. When you neglect yourself, you allow people to really treat you any kind of way. So that is very self-destructive. And we are going to prioritize our self-care every week. If you have to set time aside or set a day to just completely take care of yourself, go to the spa, get a facial, go get your hair cut. Um, even just going to get your favorite food is a form of self-care. So definitely learn to prioritize your self-care. The next thing on the list and something that I feel is extremely important is not having linear relationships and friendships. If you have relationships in your life, whether they be relationships with friends, family, or romantic relationships, and they're not linear, meaning they're not equal, you're putting in more than what you're getting out of it. It is time to cut that off. I know I see a lot of times on social media where people are saying, I'm always the friend to reach out. I'm always the friend to plan things. I'm always the friend that is putting in more than what I'm getting. It is time to cut those people off. And I know it's hard to cut people off. For me, it has always been hurtful because when I allow people in my life, these are people that I learn to absolutely love. And being an introvert, I feel like I don't connect with every single person. So when I connect with someone, I would like to keep them there. But when that relationship starts looking unequal, I have learned to just cut it off and leave it where it is. You deserve effort. You deserve the same amount of energy that you put into something. So make sure that your relationships are linear. The next thing that I have is engaging in negativity. And what this does is really destroy our peace. We don't have to engage with everybody and everything just because we have a point to prove. Stop proving points to people. If they want to be negative, allow them to be negative by themselves. We have to protect our peace at all costs. Next is invalidating or bottling up your emotions. When you invalidate your emotions, you're telling yourself that what I feel does not matter. I have no reason to feel like this. And what that does is really changes your perception of what emotions are. Emotions are meant to be felt. And if you feel something, you have a right to feel that. And also stop bottling your emotions up. And I know this is easier said than done because a lot of us have not been taught how to deal with emotions. What I learned is that I could either journal, I could talk to a therapist, I can even go outside, go in nature and talk to myself. And you might be thinking, why do I have to express myself? Why can't I just bottle my emotions and not talk about it? I don't feel like it's hurting me or anybody else. That's the thing about self-destruction. We don't know that we're hurting ourselves until everything blows up in our face. And when I say blow up, that also relates to how sometimes when we bottle up our emotions and this one thing happens, and it's something so small But when that thing happens, it's really like the straw that broke the camel's back. And we end up having this huge reaction to something small. And somebody else might be looking at you like, that reaction was unnecessary. Like, why did you blow up like that? But what they don't know is that for the past few weeks, we have just been bottling things up and keeping our emotions to ourselves. So when that thing happened, we just blew up. Another thing that helps with this is making sure that we communicate our needs. 
when we need space, you have to tell people that whether it be your wife, your girlfriend, your fiance, your mom, your dad, your children, when you need space to process your emotions, please be sure to tell people that you need space and then maybe come back and express to them why you felt that way. That is a sign of emotional intelligence. And I speak so much about emotional intelligence because I know what emotional intelligence has done for me. It has changed the way that I see myself and the way that I see emotions, whether they be mine or other people's. The next habit is forcing things. I was terrible at this because when I was excited about something, I wanted it to work out for me. And I had a hard time letting go of the thought that it might not work out. Know that whatever is for you is going to find you. If you align your life and know that you deserve beautiful things, that you deserve everything that your heart desires, it's going to find you. So don't force things that you know are not meant to be in your life, whether it be a relationship or a friendship or even a job. Do not force yourself into situations that you know are only there temporarily we're only engaging in things that bring us joy and peace for the long run lastly i have not taken accountability and one thing that falls into this category is also self accountability and that is being accountable for your own mistakes and sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say Everything in my life is on me. Yes, this might have happened, but it is now up to me to fix these things that happen. Because those people are all living their lives and I'm here damaged and unhealed. I can't keep using that as an excuse. Of course, it does not minimize what you have gone through. But now that we are adults, we have to take our healing in our own hands. And that's being accountable for your behaviors and unpacking those behaviors and saying, I cannot allow other people to determine how my life turns out. The best thing you can do as revenge is become your better self. Because when people know that they have this hold on you, that you're holding yourself back because of what they've done, it feeds their ego. You don't want to feed anybody's ego. So make sure that you're able to take accountability. And also take accountability for things that you do to other people. I know everyone wants to be this this great person. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to be bad people. But we have to be accountable for how we treat other people as well. And this also kind of falls into my next point, which is being able to forgive. Forgiveness is not really for the other person. It's for us. Sometimes we have to forgive people who aren't even sorry for how they treated us. And this has been a big thing for me because there have been far and few apologies that I have received in my life. So when you get the strength to forgive someone who is not even sorry, you have mastered forgiveness. And another thing is when you do something to people, like I said, taking accountability, you have to take that initiative to be apologetic. And say, I'm sorry. Don't say, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry if I hurt you. It's pretty obvious that you hurt them. So say, I'm sorry that my actions caused you to feel this way. And don't do it again. Like, it's that simple. Taking accountability is, for me, a big point of maturity. 
when you can look at yourself and say, yeah, I was wrong and I need to apologize. You are top tier mature in my opinion. That sums up today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed and were able to take something from this episode. I would love some feedback if you will. Email me at selfcaremonologues at gmail.com. I hope that you have a great day and a great rest of your week.